So with uh, Brett Langoff, uh, we talked last year, uh, Windover Cancer played at the sports festival and they played another festival now at our documentary film festival. Terrific film. He's the producer and he's the overall organizer of this kind of really, really important film. But Brett, I think we talked last year with your partner. You guys were Lions, uh, Detroit Lions fans, correct? We are Detroit Lions fans. I remember that. And so what do you guys think about your season this year? You're almost going to make the playoffs. We are, well, that's being a Lions fan. We're almost going to make the playoffs. You got the I primetime expect, game this Sunday. I know. I just I just heard that uh, Andrew <laughs> and I were actually in November. Andrew and I were in Chicago and we watched the Lions uh, victory over the Bears. And I think it was our first road win in three years. And we joked and we said, hey, this is it. We're going to make a run. And we laughed. And now we're primetime game. We've got the Packers. And I just need the Seahawks to lose. Uh, so I think at least have a chance. Lose. I think the Rams are uh, are primed to beat the Seahawks. And I think they got Baker, which is ironic. You're gonna go for you're gonna go for Baker. And I think that I think that they're gonna win that game. I think it's gonna be all for nothing. I just want to point out one thing. I'm a gigantic Buffalo Bills fan. It's kind of a sad morning for us, but oh, it sure is. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it's it was unbelievable. And, uh, it's it's bring it gives me tears to my eyes to tell you the truth. It's like, um, but I just wanted like to go to brighter note. I just wanted to point out that we're not a brighter note for you, but it's like that that Thanksgiving game where we beat Detroit. Oh, mm-hmm. you guys should have won that game. You guys like if you I, you won know, that game. You guys are probably be in the playoffs. Well, well, welcome to uh, welcome to Detroit Lions fandom. Uh, we have actually—I don't was, know what he—he he had. There was like three head scratching things that he did in that game that made no sense. Yeah, I think we've lost three to four games on the last play of the game this year. Yeah, uh, the Lions are good for—they've lost games in ways that no one has ever lost games. Two of them, I think, have resulted in new rules in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> So I just sorry I just uh, I remember that game I'm like oh my god I hope it doesn't cost him because that that coach and he I guess he's good I know he was on hard knocks and he's got that kind of yeah. like raw 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 Bill Cower kind of point of view but it's like man like get some clock management buddy like like he, I know that Buffalo I know. Bills game much to our happiness uh, hard knocks shout out to my uh, friend Margaret Ruffing she and I went to high school together she did that show oh wow okay there you go yeah. She's super talented. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll get the, we got the football all the way. It's good for me to talk about it on a positive note after what happened. Like we're doing this on the bottom on Monday, Tuesday morning, uh, DeMar Hamlin, uh, obviously caused a cardiac arrest during the game. They can't, I've never seen that before in my lifetime. They canceled the whole game. Um, no, they were talking after um, and they were asking a lot of the commentators, you know, what, what do you do in a moment like this? What do the coaches do? What do the refs do? And everyone was saying there's never been a moment like this. They've never seen that level of, of what happened. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah, it was, it's like yeah. our city has been like – I call it my city because that's where I'm from. It's been through yep. so much. We had like the top uh, – so like mass shooting incident, and then we had like two major um, – snowstorms like like over 30 deaths in the snowstorms not one major snow but two already and then all of a sudden we just like the bills are like our team right and then this happens it's like oh my god like what what else is going to happen to that community it's just like it's so shocking it's that was terrible. my editorial I no i you know it's it's been on everybody's minds right now it's insane 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that guy and his team and everything. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's talk about your your film, Wind Over Cancer. Like I said, we played it last year. So you received two audience feedback videos. Were they different? Were the responses different from what you received? They were. I mean, one was obviously the Documentary Film Festival and the other was sports. And I think it was looked at from that lens. So um, both were um, obviously we, we, you know, we're award winners in in both and, and excited to hear it. But the feedback was different the the sports took like it would we were just talking about sports the journey the the high the low the the victory where the other talked about the perspective of the parents and the crew coming together and you know more of more of life lessons um and so really the 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 ability to connect and they saw the problem solving and the critical thinking where in the sports one they saw the victory (laughs) yeah and I guess in the, it's more of a, this is like, it's not really about the victory. I guess there's a metaphor to the victory, but it's about, it's about the community, the teamwork, the, what you created, I guess, right? Absolutely. And when we created this, we didn't know what we were going to create. We hit record and hope for the best. And when we finished it the first time, they'd lost the race. And this was a passion project of ours. And Andrew and I have now turned it into uh, a full-on company now this is what we do this is our real job and but at the time you know, the film was taking a little bit longer because we were doing it on the side we were working with a, a couple of consultants of how to finish it and a full year went by and they won the race a year later so <laughs> Andrew and I finished it he'd finished the final edits about 15 days later or earlier and I called him from the uh, end of the race and I said we have a new ending because we just won the race and he goes, oh, man, back back to the computer. Did you get any shots? Because <laughs> he wasn't even on board. Oh, wow. So he's a, yeah. so that's that, that's amazing. So what, I want to take it, take it back because I think this is a – you guys are – it's a nonprofit organization, more kids on sailboats. Um, you guys are doing some wonderful things. So you you said in the written blog that your wife's – your wife's a, a school teacher. You're running, you're running a, a advertising um, – Department, a creative from advertising department. You just talked about Andrew. He's a TV commercial, uh, TV commercial director. So now, what do you? So you three are doing this full time now. This is your full time job now. Yeah. Well, Katie still goes to school. She's still a school teacher. Still but, to school. Uh, okay. A huge, a huge advocate in. Um, she's a background in English. She's an amazing writer. She's an amazing organized person. So. Um, she's still going to school, but when she gets home, uh, we run a lot past her. So yeah, Andrew and I took what we did out of the the pandemic and this film and a couple of other opportunities and decided to start our own content creation and film production company. So it's, it's, uh, I, I, I run the company. I, I launched it. And the first person I called was Andrew. Um, I'm set up on a complete, uh, kind of hub and spoke freelance model, but Andrew and I are pitching everything together. We're having uh, an amazing time. We've shot some television commercials. We're sh- telling a lot of corporate short stories mm-hmm. in sustainability and agriculture. And still uh, a lot of sailing people are still calling us. We're working with some great brands and it's, it's really coming together in an exciting way. We've got, some huge projects that we've completed this year, uh, a couple more over the break and the 2023 outlook looks fantastic for just great ways to tell stories for brands because brands are struggling. 
of how to get back in the pandemic and talk to their consumers and they're not going to trade shows. So how is everybody communicating? Video. It's starting all the conversations. Yeah. And it's almost a cut, but at the same time, you got to stand out, right? Because it's almost every if everybody's doing it and everybody knows going to trade shows, you your video has got to stand out from the crowd, I guess. Yeah, we're really trying disruptive ways in the content and in the storytelling, and also looking at dif- disruptive ways to activate it. It's not just you know post it and hope for the best. We're yeah. looking at uh, algorithms and trends and hashtags, uh, things that are all out there. But how do you get that perfect mix together and have the content work harder? So how do you get that perfect mix together? What's your, what's the secret? (laughs) You know, it depends. Yeah. If I need to be tired, Um, it's finding most importantly right now is the timing. The timing is critical of when you want to communicate. So if you're going to a trade show, we're starting to communicate before the trade show. We're starting to talk to them before they're, they're looking at their flight, you know, their final flight itinerary. And I got to be at the hotel Hilton at six. And then I'm going to the trade show. They're going to show up in their feed three days before. Um, so as they're starting to think about their planning from an event perspective, we are shooting um, what we call something called content socialization. So we shoot all day and we post that night. And it's not just a Facebook live or a live stream or, you know, 20 seconds of something. We're trying to go full-on production, 60-second video by the end of the day, invite them to the event the next day. And the consumers have seen, um, the consumers are engaging. People are walking back to the event, finding their sales rep, finding their brand lead and saying, I saw your your post last night. Uh, we, we had to go and check out the booth and say hi. And they're using it as a sales tool um, daily. It It's crazy. I mean, we're, we're shooting and it's it's out by 7 it's um, they're they're long days, but they're seeing the the engagement that they uh, that they desire to get to get people into the booth and get people talking. And the sales rep will see it; they'll pull that link right into their email or right into their text and send it right to a key client. So yeah. we're we're doing marketing's doing all the work, uh, and sales is forwarding it on, and it's 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 a good uh, good formula. But it's so all about the product. The, it's the, all about the, the content that you're creating, though. That's the key to it all, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. And then if it's a more traditional media buy or digging in, you know, targeting and, and working with uh, media buying agencies to find the right demographic, target it. I mean, it's all – we can all fish where the fish are now. Um, we all have different types of fish. I don't care if we're selling food ingredients, tennis shoes, or sailboats. So okay, so you but you're still doing the more kids on sailboats. Uh, oh, abs- absolutely, absolutely. We are coming into what would be our third year. Um, we've had a great year of boat donations, trying to get the right right boats for the right kids. Um, we've we've really grown with more kids in the program. We've picked up some siblings. We have some extensions of some great partners down um, in the South Carolina area and more people just trying to activate the mission um, on a day-to-day basis within their organizations. Um, Just a new board was brought in with uh, big ideas and exciting ideas. And uh, we're really looking forward to more kids on sailboats uh, efforts in this, this, this coming year. What year, what, sorry, what city are you guys in? We are based in the middle of Ohio, which is ironic for a uh, global sailing nonprofit. It's just, 
it's based out of our home um, from a more of a mailing standpoint yeah. uh, than anything, but it, most of the action happens on uh, docks, docks and on lakes throughout. Uh, what lake? What lakes are that you guys sailing in? We're primarily um, there's a lot of uh, action down in the Charleston, the Southern Atlantic area. We've got some kids up in New York and Annapolis, and, and primarily I activate most of our stuff within the Great Lakes. So Lake Erie. You're a Buffalo guy, so you know that. Yeah. Um, then we venture up to Lake Huron for, we've got a big race coming up um, this year. It's called the Port Huron to Mackinac race. It is a, it's the longest running uh, and, and probably many say the toughest freshwater race in the Great Lakes. Um, it's uh, coming up. This is its 99th year. Next year is its 100th. Um, that's another Andrew, Andrew and I are looking at a project on the hundredth running of the, uh, Bayview to Mackinac race. I'm looking at capturing that, um, from, a maybe our, uh, our next project in the documentary space, but yeah, we're getting kids, uh, trained for that race and, and Lake Huron, uh, brings, brings, a, brings a lot in the middle of summer. So a kid could just like know nothing about sailing and just join and kind of learn, learn the ropes through you or through your trainers. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a series of programs. Um, program prep is getting boats ready, learning how to fix boats, getting introduced to the sport of water, really kind of more off the water than on the water. And then uh, promote is getting kids involved in the sport, kids that know nothing about sailing, walking on the dock. Uh, we have a par partnership with the After School All-Stars every year. They bring down kids from their programs. Um, that have never, some of them have never even stepped foot on a dock, let alone a powerboat, let alone a sailboat. We introduce them and there's just other kids that want to learn. So we find that right mix and get them in. And then there's um, Project Perform, which is our race team. Um, these are the kids that know what they're doing. They've gone to college. Just, you know, some of these kids have gone on to college to sail that have worked with our program. Uh, and that is when we get 10 to 12 kids together, similar to what you saw in the film. Uh, we're doing that almost every other weekend uh we're just not recording it <laughs> in that sense so there's usually that connotation where like you're a sailor and it's like you have to have money you have to be rich to do this it's like that's i guess that that's you're kind of like nixing that kind of concept i guess right i'm trying to get rid of that and uh i can make this statement i think and if i can't you can delete it uh i'm a middle-aged white male that's what the entire everyone thinks the sport is yeah um and, and i'm trying to break down that barrier from being a middle-aged white male uh we have more girls on our crew uh than we do boys um we're increasing uh, diversity where we can and creating opportunities within the after school all-stars program so yeah it it is a very wealthy affluent sport that we're hopefully just trying to create that opportunity um and create exposure to getting out on the water and a lot of we've rescued eight boats that were going to be thrown in the dumpster and a lot of these boats can be free so if a kid can fix a boat you don't have to have money to, to fix it you have to have life skills so a lot of this fiberglass work they're doing to fix these boats is no different than in real life if they wanted to go fix their countertops in their first house um, a lot of it's the same tools and chisels and sanding and uh hard work yeah no it's it's so when did you start sailing yourself i started sailing when i was 15 i grew up in a town of port huron michigan 
I'm not from a sailing family. Uh, and a friend of mine's family, the, the Burt family, taught me how to sail when I was 15 and took off from there. And uh, and then my wife was <laughs> practically uh, born and raised on a sailboat. She took a 200-mile trip when she was nine weeks old inside of a, a sailboat that took two to three weeks. So... <laughs> Then the, the, how did you guys? How did you guys meet? Was it like just? Uh, we met at college. Actually, we both went to Michigan State. And okay. I I happened to have on a, a jacket after practice. We started talking. She had the same jacket. It was pouring rain out, and we were friends for a handful of years. And uh, you know, one thing led to another, and now uh, she's got more boats than I think she ever wanted. <laughs> That's another kind of connotation. Like obviously in the Michigan area where like where the Michigan, you figure you you go to Michigan because that's where the, that's where like the privileged kids go. That's like the white collar school and Michigan state is, wouldn't be the sailing school, I guess. Right. That's like kind of like the misconception that, that is perceived, I guess. Yeah. And Michigan was pretty good in sailing. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got them in the uh, the keelboat national championships. And I look back at it. I looked at Michigan's team, and I bumped into. I found an old record of something, and uh, one of the guys went to the Olympics. And I said, "Well, I feel better losing to him than he went to the Olympics." Good job, Bora. <laughs> is there is there is there still like do you still have that rivalry? Like you brewed against Michigan, like. At any chance I get, <laughs> like absolutely. they lost, they lost on uh, New Year's Eve. You were like, yeah, they, they yeah. Did. yeah, oh yeah. I don't like them in sailing. I don't like them in badminton. I don't like them in debate. I don't like them in football, basketball. I don't like Michigan. And I grew up a Michigan fan. That's the yeah. funny part. I toured the college uh, the back end of high school, and I said, I'm not going to school here. So yeah, I cheered against them in everything. That's so funny that like why we like you just didn't want to go to that you didn't why didn't you want to go to school there? You know I, <laughs> I went to school to be a I went to school to be a dentist. Okay. And I knew they had a good dental school and I went for the weekend and it just I didn't really connect with anybody and honestly if I would have gone to Michigan State I may not have connected with anybody but I did go to Michigan State on St. Patty's Day weekend at the start of the NCAA tournament. So I may have been skewed by uh, shenanigans, uh, everything else that may or may not have happened that evening. And I came home and I told my parents, I'm going. I'm assuming to the team was doing well. The, the basketball team was doing well too. <laughs> Looks like I'm losing him. You got me? Yeah, I got you. It looks like I'm losing yeah. you. Well, it was great talking to you. Like I said, this is a great film, so I'm assuming it's doing well. Like you're getting all kinds of awards on the festival circuit for for this film. Yeah, we are getting all kinds of awards, and we're very, very honored. Uh, honestly, a little surprised. I mean, this was our first endeavor in it, and um, we're very excited that people are connecting, uh, and, and we're looking forward to seeing what's next. And, um, yeah, it's it's – the bond that this film has now caused between the, the people that put it on, you know, Andrew, Katie, myself, the parents and the kids, um, you know, we still talk to these kids on a daily basis. I was texting with Molly last night um, and some of them are off to college now. And it's something that's probably going to live with us personally for the next 30 years. Yeah. Uh, if for not the rest longer, of your life, but, you, you always yeah, remember this. Uh, 
yeah, we years, you always remember something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited about the the film festival and 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 excited that everyone from your groups loved it. And great to be back uh, on the podcast with you. I really appreciate your time, man. Well, the last time we talked, you were with Andrew, and you, I think you guys said it was at nighttime. It was like I think it was like ten thirty, eleven at night, and you guys had a few pops in you. I one with yeah. Seat. Yeah, we did. I don't. It's eleven o'clock. I don't have any pops in me. Uh, it's New Year's. Yeah, you know, no, it's like early in the morning. It's like day, a couple of days after New Year's. It's like it's like a different kind of vibe, different kind of perspective. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not we had a good time the last time. I think yeah. we talked a lot of hockey last time. Did we? But yeah, Andrew's uh, Andrew's due with his next baby in a couple weeks. That's amazing. I know. I know. So uh, he's he's he, no no wheels up for him in January. He's. Uh, Staying, staying put. No on-site filming. So I know you're busy with your corporate, uh, like like you know you're doing your world and you're you're doing well with it. Are you? Is there any ideas for another like independent f- film uh, in the works for in the future? Yeah, definitely. We're looking at a, a couple of different avenues. I talked a little bit about the Bayview to Mackinac race. The hundredth running is next year. We're looking at ways to capture that. Um, working closely with some of the the sponsors and the club itself. We really want to play a role in in capturing that race. And honestly, through our work over the last nine months, we're really looking into trying to tell a sustainable agriculture story um, within the U S we've been inundated with the, the process. And we, you know, we just, we're finishing up a quick little sustainability two minute film uh, for OFI, a food ingredients company, and the sustainable efforts they're talking about have been around since the late 70s. And we were just fascinated because sustainability is very new to us as consumers. It's a, it's a, I don't want to call it a buzzword, but we're hearing about it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Five years ago, Delta wasn't doing commercials about sustainability. And to walk into some place that's been doing it since 1978 to be able to tell that story, we continue to be fascinated with the sustainability efforts within agriculture and seeing how it affects the communities and the people uh, around it. He and I, every time we were standing there and getting back on the plane saying, there's, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to tell uh, the story. So that's what we're cooking up. 2023 should bring something to the table uh, and then we'll run with it and hope for the best. Well, looking forward to seeing it. Let's talk when that film is made and uh, yeah. let's talk again. Like it's uh, congrats on the success of the film and your success on your new career. It all sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, I got to give my, my, my son just loves the water and like knows all the great lakes. He's only three years old. And, and uh, well, let's, 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 Hey, yeah. start him young. Let's get him out on the water. Let's yeah, get him plan. out on the water. He's You're got in Toronto, right? First. <laughs> yeah, we can we can find a common ground. We'll get the boat north of Lake Erie. You get south via the car, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, I appreciate. We'll that. bring a camera and hope for the best, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and uh, let's like I said, good luck with the with two, two, uh, twenty three. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemiel, Hasenbeck Incorporated.